Yeah, you know it'll, what I mean? be, right. it'll be interesting to see how the events unfold with it because I like, I, I don't, I don't like stuff like that, obviously, but it, it's interesting to find. Oh, out, I do, you know. I love to watch the world burn. Yeah. <laughs> Dark. Hello, internet. You're listening to the In Your House Comedy Podcast with KD and Curvy. Now hold on to your butts. Keep your arms and legs inside the podcast at all times. Prepare to have an autographical orgasm in three, two, 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 one. Have you seen what apparently, like literally, I think it was literally yesterday. Um, so this is Friday we're recording now, so Thursday. Yeah. Um, apparently the new the leaked title for Spider-Man 3. No. What is it? I'll show you it. Okay. Because i got a picture for it. <laughs> but that's apparently what they were going for. I can't imagine they're going for that now. Spider-Man homesick. Spider-Man homesick. Um, it makes sense. Yeah, but where is he going to be if he's not in New York and he's going to be homesick? Well, because um, he's been he's a fugitive now, isn't he? Oh, uh, of... yeah, technically, yeah. I completely yeah. forgot about that. But Bear with the, me thing I, yeah, yeah, the thing I saw it on made a point, though, that they were like, I can't see that being the um, title because I can't imagine Marvel putting the word sick in any title for a long while now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> mate it's true <laughs> yeah that's um yeah but that all the kids are saying sick aren't they again that would be that would be a sick title yeah that's homesick blood <laughs> yeah, i think that's more of an old man slang thing now to be honest is it are we are we that old we are old now <laughs> almost 30. i yeah, think i felt now i was just gonna say i felt 30 this whole year just felt Old and fat because I've been sitting around <laughs> drinking beer, working from home, and not getting that oh, much yeah, exercise. Yeah, well, twenty twenty's been broken. That that just shouldn't count. Twenty twenty is broken like our souls. <laughs> we have different assholes, apparently. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Mine is ruptured. Ruptured. Okay. That's not. I don't know if that's a term you use for your soul, Carl. But you know, from what? For your soul. I don't know if it's a term that you use for your soul. Oh, I thought we were talking about assholes. Oh no, souls. Oh, okay. Souls. souls. <laughs> it's not any better, is it though? <laughs> it's not. Not at all. Uh, oh, uh, there's one thing I wanted to ask you about. Um, did you hear anything? I think it was over the uh last week or close enough anyway. Um the, the crazy murder that Marty Gennetti has taken claim for. For anyone watching this who doesn't know who Marty Gennetti is, he is um he was a wrestler from back in the day. Here's a picture of him for anyone watching the video. It's, um, Point out which one he, is. Oh, go on. Well, he's the one who's not Shawn Michaels. But he's no, with brown hair. People know Shawn Michaels. I don't know. He's bald now. True. He is very bald. He's an Eggman. Yeah. Uh, Eggman. Yeah. Mighty Jeanette, the one at the for- in the foreground, pointing his two fingers at you. Yeah, yeah. The one with the brown hair. Partners with um, Shawn Michaels when Shawn Michaels was breaking into it, and then pretty much, yeah. Have you seen that anyway? What he. Oh man, it's it's pretty bad. I mean that that's a true crime story about to come out right now, isn't it? You know. Well, it's 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 not even that. It's the pure crazy logistics of what he's like claiming. I mean, essentially, he's claiming that he went to a bowling alley mm-hmm. um, the, when he was thirteen. Thirteen years old. Yeah. The, the guy behind the counter wouldn't sell him weed because mm-hmm. he must have been a dealer, I guess. Yeah. Um, but then took him into the back alley. That's it. To. Um, sexually abuse him in some way. But then 13-year-old Mighty Dinetti killed that guy and managed to 
make him disappear. Disappear. Disappear, which, you know, let's be clear, involves then getting him back out, I said bowling alley or alleyway, getting mm-hmm. him into a car that then the 13-year-old has to yeah, drive. Yeah. And then disappear him. Have you thought about this? Marty, Marty Gennetti is a fantastic music uh, magician. I have not thought Shazam, Shazam and the guy just disappears. I, you know what? I, I could completely believe. I could completely <laughs> believe that he believes that. I reckon he does. The the dude makes up loads of stories, but yeah, a, he does, a lot of them are tend to. I'm not sure if a lot of them have been true just yet. So I think From the police what? are investigating it, though, aren't they? Yeah. So. They kind of have to really, don't they? Yeah. Someone basically, someone basically says, "I murdered someone." They kind of have to check it out. Yeah, yeah. And stupid for him as well because it seems like it's blatantly bullshit, and it's just him being crazy, mighty genetic. Like if, yeah. But if there ends up being some kind of little, like, you know, unsolved mystery from that time, he's just put himself right in it now. Yeah, you know, it'll, what I mean? be, like, it'll be interesting to see how the events unfold with it because I like. I don't. I don't like stuff like that, obviously. But it, it's interesting to find. Oh, out, I do. You know, I love to watch the world burn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dark. So yeah, interesting. But no, no, I hear what you're saying. It will be very interesting to see if anything at all happens from it. Like you know, could just be blown out of proportion right now. Or you know, it's just wrestling after all. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I, I got wrestling into it. I'm happy now. I'm done. <laughs> well, well done. We're good. Well done. Let's <laughs> roll over. But I will quickly say before anything else, though, um, that bear in mind, on the 31st of August, we um, I will be doing the In Your Pub car park comedy night. And it will be on bank holiday, Monday, the 31st of August at 6 p.m. It is 2.50 a ticket at the moment. Unless the ticket sales do shit, then it might just be free. But either way, it's going forward. We was a bit unsure with some of the stuff that had gone on recently. Checked out some of the guidelines. And yeah, it all seems like it's a go at the moment. If anything changes, we'll see. But right now, I'm fucking looking forward to that noise. Um, yeah, man, I've already got um, confirmed as of recording this on a Friday. We've already definitely got... Um, I'm going to check these so I don't miss anyone, actually. Stay with <laughs> me. Because I know what I'm like. Uh, from memory, though, we have Simon Field. Um, we have uh, Griff. We have Joe Johnson, Lewis Taylor, and Taryn Shelley. Shelley. I always get your name wrong, Shelley. I don't know. But Taron, either way. <laughs> yeah, man. Sounds good, man. Have you sold any tickets yet? Uh, the pub's selling them. So oh, I haven't I gone back and checked with them. Yeah, Fair. but they've been there for a couple of weeks and they're quite regular. And I spoke to some of the people that said they're coming. So we'll see. Right. Sounds good. Sounds like a, yeah, man. But no, man. I haven't been yeah, to looking... anything like that for ages. So. Yeah, um, at the moment, they've actually um, announced yesterday that live gigs inside can go on again now. That like, oh, live really? events are, Yeah, but we're not yeah. doing it inside, though. We're doing it yeah, outside. outside. So, cool. yeah. yeah, yeah. Fair play. Because who really has that much trust in what the government says? Not a lot. Not a lot of trust, yeah. man. <laughs> Although I do like Boris. He's a funny chap. Please, please don't, don't do this. Don't do this to me. I don't know, but I always like I, I also like many comedians because they're funny chaps. But I would not want them running my country. No, that's true. Yeah, I must agree. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, enough of that then. Now, um, so it's your go first, isn't it this week? Oh, over to me. Oh, Carl, it is you, over uh, to you, my man. I think you've got something to play for me, though. To be fair, so okay, it was like a minute longer for me. You said. I think it's a minute and a half. So yeah, just to let everyone know, that's all. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's see what it is you've got, and then we will go on with your story. Thanks very much. Don't talk 
with and I'm sorry what I did to Compton. I couldn't help it. Don't know why I had to stab her. I am so upset about it. I keep getting drunk every day and I can't believe it. It's like a big dream. I can't think of being locked up. If I get locked up, I'll kill myself. I'd rather kill myself than get locked up. I'll try not to kill anybody else. Fire emergency. Please don't talk, just listen. I'm sorry I killed that girl. I stabbed her 40 times. Kimberly Compton was the first one. Oh, my chief. Oh, I don't know what you're mad at me. I'm sick. I'm going to kill myself, I think. Where are you? I'm just going to... There's so many dogs with a red on it. It's me. I killed both of you. I'm sorry. I'm never going to do that. Calm down. Expert in... Somebody with an ice pick. I can't stop myself. I keep killing somebody. Yes, please. This is an emergency. Please send a squad to Pierce Butler Road, Malmberg Manufacturing Company, Machine Shop. Please, there's an ambulance, too. There's a girl hurt there. Can you tell me what happened to her? Just hurry. There's a, she's laid on the ground in the back by the, by the railroad tracks, by the engine. Hurry. What's the address? I don't know. Who are you? So. Wow, that was kind of severely horrific, to be honest. It's pretty creepy, isn't it? And the reason I chose one of these, uh, sorry, this story this week, is because I literally only found about this guy like two weeks ago. And um, so he was a serial killer. Uh, His name's Paul That makes sense. (laughs) <laughs> Name's Paul Michael Stefano, but it was also also known as the Weepy Voice Killer due to where, it was... where we're just going down. So, well, uh, I'll give you a bit of a backstory, and then I'll um, of of this gentleman. So, as I say, he was uh, known as the Weepy Voice Killer for those weird calls um, that were made. Um, he basically killed three women in Minneapolis and in the St. Paul area. So. Um, just a bit of background for our older Mr. Stefani. Um, he was born in September 1944 uh, uh, in Minnesota, um, a child of 10 uh, by a highly religious family. And he was married to Beverly Lyder, I believe is how you pronounce that, and had a daughter together. Um, he was once convicted of aggravated assault and had a history of mental health illnesses. So you can see where this is going. What was the, uh, sorry again? So it actually I didn't started. Said that. No, that's fine. It actually started in in December, the thirty first of December, nineteen eighty. Oh, okay. Okay. When he um, he basically bludgeons Karen Potak to death in uh, in Saint Paul in Minnesota, uh, inflicting wounds so so bad that she had like brain injuries, um, and that. So she point, didn't die then. Well, uh, I think at she that did. point. Uh, at this point, no. So basically, he attacked her. She, he inflicted all these uh, injuries yeah. to her. She had like a brain injury. She actually survived yeah. um, the attack. Um, and th- at that point, that's when at 3 a.m., he reported the attack, saying there's a girl hurt here in one of the stories that he heard there. Oh, okay. So Karen actually survived. Um, I, I don't know if she's still living to this day, but apparently she had like um, brain She problems. had some fucked up. Yeah, she got yeah. hit in the head. Yeah, so he she was hitting the kill for functional problems for the rest of her life, apparently. Um, 
And then I got hit on the head as a kid. I understand. <laughs> I can tell now. I can. I can see why. It makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, how you are. Um, so basically, <laughs> it happened again. So he had uh, quite a few victims, actually, um, all in all. So it happened again. And I don't know if you heard in the um, in the clip there, he said, I'm sorry, what happened to Compton? Well, he was actually referring to Kimberly Compton, and she was an 18-year-old student from Wisconsin. Mm. Uh, now, um, this took place in 1981, June the 3rd, again, in the St. Paul area of Minnesota. Um, Minnesota? Is that Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota? Yeah. I forget I that. Minneapolis, Minneapolis is in Minnesota? I don't know. I can't remember. I just hear it from Westin. I hear, always hear the two yeah. together and I forget. I never remember I never which know. is which. Yeah. I never know. Carry on. Sorry. Yeah. That's one. So basically, he killed her. Uh, after killing her, he contacted the police by um, just saying, I've stabbed her with the ice pick, which is what we heard previously. And he said he can't stop himself. I've just, yeah, yeah. I, I keep killing killing people. Which you do um, hear from a lot of serial killers as well. As soon as I was hearing that stuff on the thing, I was thinking of um, Ed Kemper, if you've ever heard of him. Yeah, the co-ed yeah. co killer, as they call him. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Helen him help in and helped, you know, yeah, because he couldn't stop himself. I suppose it's like an addiction, That's isn't it? Yeah, they put it. Pretty much, they, they just mm. can't stop themselves. They get the thrill at the time, but then I suppose he's shown a little bit of remorse in a sense. But some people afterwards, yeah, have it's like when it's like when you have a wank and then you get hungry afterwards. <laughs> what the I can't say it ever, <laughs> happened. It ever happened, but okay. Um, some people criticize him, saying he was being like sarcastic and stuff. And I don't, I don't know. We will never know, will we? But oh, um, on the on the calls, yeah, like I do them ironically. Yeah, yeah. If you look through, like you know, Reddit, any sort of your pages comments on youtube people think he was being quite sarcastic about it yeah. so um but yeah on on, on so th this happened on june the 3rd 1981 um on june the 6th he called to say um what's this oh wait sorry so on june the 11th apologize um he came again whimpering and being a bit weird you know how he's got that really high-pitched voice for a male yeah yeah and you know um Going, I'm sorry for what I did to Compton. Again, what we heard in that in that clip there. Compton. So I, when I first heard it, I thought, I'm sorry for what I did in Compton. <laughs> I thought, whoa, what's he doing in Compton, killing people? Yeah, those are some you know um, rough neighbourhoods around there. So uh, you know, especially so, made some great fucking music though. They did, it absolutely did. did. <laughs> so uh, on to his next victim. Do you want to know who she is? So was that two so far? But the first absolutely. one didn't die though. Two so far. The first one didn't die. Second one yeah. did. Kimberly Compton, who was stabbed with an ice pick. Second victim. Uh, it was 1980, then 1981. 1980, 1981. Okay. Um, let's see with this one. I'm not too sure with the dates on this. Let me just double check because you, you printed out notes and whatnot. And I have to. Don't I? <laughs> so this actually happened in 1982, um, on July the 21st. Um, her name was Kathleen Greening, who was found dead in her home, and she'd actually been um, drowned in her own bathtub. Oh, wow. um, so, yeah, he later confessed to the uh, drowning in the bathtub at her um, Roseville residence over the phone. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, states that he's uh, his fourth victim and last murder victim was Barbara Simmons, a 40-year-old nurse on the Minneapolis side of the Mississippi River. Uh, basically, I think they met at a bar 
uh, which bar is it? The Hexagon Bar. After mm-hmm. um, I think they shared a cigarette together. Um, I'll be doing I, that now. Well, I know you can't do that now, can you? Because of Corona. That, so that will stop any serial killers from killing you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, basically, they spent the night at the bar together. And Simmons, um, Barbara Simmons, um, said to one of the waitresses, he's cute. I hope he's nice since he's given me a ride home. Oh, did we know that he was going to kill her? Uh, basically, she was found stabbed to death the next day. Uh, there were no calls after Greening's death. So Greening was um, the uh, Kathy or Kathleen Greening, the previous one in the bathtub. Oh, okay, yeah. And then basically he did eventually come clean with that um, his murder of, uh, where are we, Simmons, saying that first one we heard, please don't talk, just listen. I'm sorry I killed that girl. I stabbed her 40 times. Kimberly Compton was um, the first one in St. Paul. So, yeah, forty times, fucking hell. Yeah, forty times, forty times. So it's a bit hard to do that and then be a, so remorseful afterwards. Yeah, it's really yeah. weird. Like I, I don't get like he's had like Arawis. So um, let's let's go over it again. So his first victim, Karen Pottock, she survived, had the brain injury. Whack my light on one second. No worries. Right. Carry on. So we've got. Karen Pottock, she survived, had a brain injury. Uh, he murdered Kimberly Compton. Uh, that's the one he stabbed with the ice pick. Uh, murders uh, Kathleen Greening. He drowned her in her own bathtub. And then the last one, Barbara, Barbara Simmons, he stabbed her over 100 times. Now, this is where uh, Paul Michael Stefani gets captured. So we'll go on to how he gets captured. So he... Picked up a 19-year-old sex worker named Denise Williams. Uh, 90? 19. Oh, fuck, yeah. She would have been an old sex worker if she was prostitute. Let's say prostitute. We can say prostitute, can't we? Or really experienced. Yeah, I mean, she would have been fair play to if she's 19. Imagine what you can do when you take those teeth out. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, he met her in in August, uh, August 21st, to be precise, 1982. Again in Minneapolis, um, she sent something was wrong with um, Stefani um, when he began driving through a dark suburban area rather than returning her back to the city where he originally picked her up. Um, they eventually went down a dead end road. He actually stabbed her fifteen times with a screwdriver uh, during the attack. Um, Williams, the, the Denise Williams, was able to hit Stefani on the head with a glass bottle. I think the glass bottle was in like an empty bottle in his car. Yeah, yeah. Smashed him over the head, causing cuts to his okay. head and face. So fair play to Denise Williams. Yeah. You know? So and that um, was being stabbed like fifteen times. You said. Yeah, fifteen times. Oh, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah, fifteen times. Um, I suppose. I think it happened after, from how it reads. Okay. Fifteen times. Smashes him over the head with a, uh, a bottle. She survives from, from all, all accounts. Oh, uh, okay. With a screwdriver. Not the worst yeah. thing ever with a screwdriver. I mean, it's not, they're not, I mean, they're quite sharp, but they're not that sharp, are they? So, no, but there's, no, you just have to force that through, I imagine. Yeah, really had to. So, um, her screams um, out loud, help me, help me, began to draw the attention of a man who lived nearby. Um, and once he saw Stefani trying to stab Williams again, so not only did he stab her, he stab her 15 times, he tried to stab her again. 
Well, um, you already get 15 by that point. I mean, you know. 16, there you go. One for you might as well do one more. It's not going exactly. well, to do something, but you know. So basically, this man, unknown name, no one's ever given his come forward with his name. He basically wrestled Stefani to the ground. Um, uh, the man was able to call an ambulance for Williams and later help identify Stefani. Um, basically, when he when Stefani returned to his home, um, he noticed he was bleeding badly after being bashed over the face and the head with a bottle, as you do. That was, yeah. <laughs> and basically, he then I think he phoned the ambulance um, or went to the hospital to get cleaned up. Yeah. Um, and then, so when he uh, he must have been on the phone to, to to say either come and get me or I'm coming in because the dispatcher noticed his voice was very similar to the calls that they've been receiving, um, as they call him the weepy voice killer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this actually linked him to the attack even further. So, of course, they did a bit oh, more yeah. investigation with his voice. And then, yep, they've got the guy. Yeah, yeah, the so, voice actors and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so they arrest him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they initially like got on wind that it was him then. Was it more so yeah. from the guy? I suppose it'd be the woman as well, wouldn't it? It'd be the both of them identifying yeah, him. I mean, if you're on a call and you're saying, I've killed somebody, and then later down the line, you phone the services up and say, oh, I've got cuts to my face. They're going to connect the dots. And I guess that's what they did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's what I'm saying, yeah. So the yeah. two on their own may not have worked, but the two together. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we go. We've got our uh, our killer. They're pinpointing on him. So I believe they're going to arrest him, uh, bring him to trial. Yeah. Um, it says that during um, Stefani's trial in Simmons' murder ca case, um, Stefani's ex-wife, I'm guessing he must have divorced her at some period between the early 80s. Um, his ex-wife, his sister, and a woman who lived with him testified that he believed the hysterical caller was really... What's this? Who lived, <laughs> who lived with him testified that they believed the hysterical caller uh, was actually Stefani, so they testified against him. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> The guy's got a really high pitched voice and he's crying. And yeah, I mean, it's one of them, though, and it like that would be really feeble evidence on its own, though. Like, he sounds like him. It, it's yeah. like, um, it's like because even when you know, like when you record someone, um, like on a wire or something, that does that yeah. everyone assumes that's or everyone assumes that's perfect evidence, but it's not because it's just yeah. a sound you can fake it. You know, there's people out there that do it for a job, absolutely. Yeah, um, I, I agree. But, I mean. As so long with everything as else he's done, though, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I suppose with that guy who wrestled him, he's got a pretty good, you know, vision of the the guy. In the... Uh, yeah, yeah, I did see him. Yeah, what's with the fucking thing on his cheek? I kept seeing that. In the, in... Oh, that was when he got waxed by the bottle. So, so the the bandage on his cheek would be the um when he got hit over the face with the bottle. That's, yeah, of course. Yeah. But yeah, so they took him to trial. Um, Take me to trial. So, um, he was actually convicted of the murder of, of Simmons and the attempted murder of Williams and is sentenced to 40 years in jail. Mm. Um, do you want know the really annoying thing, though? He actually died of cancer in 1998. Oh, damn it. I know. Terrible. Why is that annoying? <laughs> he didn't get to spend enough time in jail, Carl. Oh, I don't believe that anyway. So, yeah. 
So, no, um, so when was it he actually got put down? Uh, put down. Sorry, when was he got arrested? Uh, put down. I think it was <laughs> pretty much pretty much the same year. Uh, let's have a look. Let me just what, go back. Not in something. Let's have a look. Eight. Uh, I think it would have been nineteen eighty-two. Oh, okay. And then he was there uh, for like ten years. Let's have a look. Apprehended. Uh, yeah, nineteen eighty-two is apprehended. So brought oh, okay. in, went to trial. Oh. So he had a few good few years in prison, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, but not I mean, those. He, but he proper shot himself in the foot, though, in a sense, because I mean, there's so many things there that like is weird for a serial killer, like the way he killed him differently each time, like the bathtub, yeah. and you know, there's usually like a pattern with it. So that alone probably wouldn't have even made them put them together. No, because unless he'd have called them. But there's no pattern. Uh, the only pattern there is, as you say, with the phone calls. Yeah. But in um. He did actually confess to all of the murders in 1997. So he was actually diagnosed with skin cancer and given less than a year to live. So I suppose he died like a year later. Um, he decided well, to confess. Point, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he decided yeah, to confess to the murders of Kim Compton, Barbara Simmons and Kathy Greening. Uh, he's not been the suspect in Greening's death, apparently, as he's not even made a, a phone call to the police, as he had done in the other cases. Which one was that? Uh, that would have been uh, the green in death. So the green in so death. The one, the one you said that he didn't call after, weren't it? That was the yeah, some... bathtub one. Uh, oh, was that the bathtub one? Oh, yeah. Okay. So Kathy Green in he he um, he yeah, confessed to as well. Yeah. So um, that made more sense because that's the one that's most different than the others anyway. So I could buy that not being him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, yeah. So he can. Or, in all, he confessed to one, a beating attack in 1980. Um, two, stabbing Kimberly Compton to death in 1981. Three, drowning Kathy Greening in 1982. Four, stabbing Barbara Simmons to death in 1982. And five, stabbing Denise Williams in 1982. It's uh, a bit, bit of a weird one, that is. As I say, I've only come mm. across it two weeks ago. Um, I saw the videos and I just, it just really, like, it. It really uh, got to me. Like those uh, vi videos are just harrowing, really. Yeah, to yeah. Listen to that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's weird because you know when I first heard them, I thought maybe that was legit. But then mm -hmm. as you've gone through it, it's like, well, if you really did feel as bad as you were making out in them calls, yeah, you would have then handed yourself in. But would yeah. you? Just uh, you don't know the inside of a uh, uh, pretty much. A, yeah, I guess he. If he was very fragile mental state, then yeah, I suppose. Would he be a serial killer if he's killed three people? Yeah, it's three people, isn't it? A serial three killer. people, so he's a serial killer. That's the benchmark. Um, it is now, even though it's, you know, three. I don't see why it has to be three. You think multiple killings would just be enough, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Some, yeah, people, yeah, yeah. some people thought it was a woman who was just, like, hysterical at seeing people being, being murdered at the, at the time. But I can yeah. kind of see that because of just how high-pitched his voice is at the time. So, but You would do that, though. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, if you like me and you're not made manly at all, I'm always saying very high pitched. Like, <laughs> oh, right weird maybe. noises. No. Yeah, not right. Maybe when you're crying to in your sleep, I don't know. That happens a lot. <laughs> I'm not dead. I... There you go. Man. I'm usually but... trying to ignore the tears and masturbate. What? So what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool then. So that means it's oh. on to me now then. Yeah. What have you got for me this week? Okay, I've got two smaller. Um, stories for you this week just because of the poor like I had trying to put together everything last week I wanted to make my life as easy as possible this week good you need notes like how professional like 
just like a I've newscaster. Got, like this. I've got yeah, way. I've got notes, but they're in front of me. <laughs> okay, so the first one then I'm going mm. to give you this week is the I didn't quite know how to name it because it's quite debate. But anyway, I've referred to it as the strange combustible case of Mary Risa. Ooh, okay. Um, okay, so July second, nineteen fifty-one, in mm-hmm. Saint Petersburg, Florida. Uh, Mary Mary Risa was visited by her son at her flat, who was a doctor. She told him she had taken two Secanol tablets. Um, Secanol were a, a sedative commonly used to chill out patients before surgery, like Valium ah, today. Yeah, yeah, got you. Which is good. She was probably quite chill, high, sleepy. She, no, she don't get too she was all right, um, but she just wanted to check with him that she was okay to take two more before bed. He, we cool. assume he said yes because he was a doctor. That's the only. For some reason, it seems to be very important in the story to everyone else. But I don't know why. <laughs> um, later that night, she would fall asleep in her chair for the last time. Oh, okay. Oh, what's coming? Uh, at five a.m., her landlady stated she smelled smoke when she was doing something, but she didn't think anything weird, and she went yeah. back into a flat. It's not okay. weird to smell smoke at 5 a.m. in the morning. No, in... someone might be cooking toast and burning it. It might smell like bacon. Oh. As someone Ooh. stated in the thing that I was watching before, that's not uh, me. Uh, don't, don't tell me for that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so she smelled smoke. Um, and then at 8 a.m., she got some stuff together and she was going to take some leaflets down to Mary Risa herself. But as she yeah. got nearer, she could smell smoke again, getting stronger. Um, she then saw a load of soot on the floor leading up towards her door. Mm-hmm. And when she got there, she tried the handle to open it. She knocked, sorry, there was no answer, but she tried the handle to open it and it was too hot for her to touch. Mm. It was just red hot. Um, so she got, who was it, enlisted uh, the help of nearby house decorators to manage to gain access into the room. I, um, I, when you said the handle was too hot to touch, all I could think about was Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I could think about it was just like someone burning like the imprint of a imprint of a letter onto their hand and just screaming at the top of their lungs. And then going really high pitched like the weepy voice killer. I was wondering that if she burned her hand, I didn't make yeah. any point about that. I wanted to know how yeah. like when they said that, but I'm assuming not because after this anyway, she um went in there with the decorators. Yeah, and they walked in, and just what they saw was just made no sense to them or to anyone after, or to any just it makes no sense what was in mm. that room at all. Um, okay, so first of all, then they and then, um, you know, after they went in there, they saw the stuff, and then they called for him, and they can dance all the stuff, police too, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, what they discovered in there were first of all the cremated remains of Mary Reese. So she was in that chair. Um, yeah. Her in the chair were essentially a pile of ash now. Um, but her skull was sat in the middle of it still. Um, mm. Shrunken down to the size of a small cup. What? Parts of her spine also remained um, in the pile. And yeah. also her, her left foot still in the black satin slipper that she was wearing was completely intact and undamaged pretty much where you'd imagine it would be if she was sitting down, you know. And skin was intact on the on the bone. Completely and undamaged. It even had the slipper and the silk stuff on still. Weird. Yeah. So that's the beginning of the weirdness for it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I, just, uh, I, I just can't get yeah. out. Sorry. I was just going to say, no, I can't no. get over, like, the, the school had shrunk. 
like some kind of voodoo stuff. You know, mm. have, you, have you seen Beetlejuice? Like, yeah, I've seen Beetlejuice. And like they shrink the heads, and like mm-hmm. your head goes like really small. It's weird. Maybe some sort um, of voodoo. <laughs> <laughs> definitely voodoo. There was some um, cre- um, cremation expert. He's talks a bit later, but he did mention that normally in this kind of thing in house fires, yeah. you'd imagine. Uh, or when someone's cremated, so you would imagine that um, the he- normally what would happen is the school would like swell or even explode. So it's literally yeah, yeah. the opposite of what would normally happen. Strange, really strange. Very fucking strange, man. Yeah. Um, but after this, though, there's also the surrounding area. So that was just her in the flat. Mm-hmm. Um, so her body was mostly cremated, like we said. Yeah. Um, a cremation expert involved stated that the body would have to burn at 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit for at least three to four hours for that to happen. Mm. Yet That's somehow, mm, because even more weird than what we've already said as well, somehow, other than the chair she was sat in, the surrounding area, as well as the apartment in general, in general, was strangely undamaged and considering was strangely undamaged considering the close proximity to said fire. So. Uh- I'm going to say, and it sounds really harsh, but there's no funeral costs involved in that, is there? <laughs> there is not. I, but what can you? No, I, I do feel really bad for the individual who had to like go in there and just see like that. But imagine like leaving your mum and she just like just explodes. What what was that what? Uh, drug, drug again called? Sorry. Uh, it was cool. This is the reason why I brought it up because some people do try to make out that it was something he did because he uh, allowed okay. the prescriptions that sedated her. Yeah, because he was possibly. Doctor, he? Yeah, yeah. But she only had a tiny amount anyway. Um, it was second L. Hmm. Second L. I wonder if like she added a bit of gin with it and it just like ignited or something inside. But Weird. I mean, that still <laughs> shouldn't do anything like that though. But it, it gets into that though. Yeah. Go for it. Um, okay, so where do we get to? Uh, on damage. Okay, yeah. So in regards to what we said about the surrounding area, now I got a bit more info yeah. for that. Um, okay, so for example, in the corner where the fire occurred, where she was sat in the chair. Yeah. Um, the nearby walls were not damaged at all. Um, like you know, the lower walls went the, you know, the, yeah. But basically, the only thing that were damaged was the um, the roof was covered in soot just at the top of the walls from where yep. the soot went up to. But there was no scorch marks on the walls. There was no cracked paint. There was nothing mm. like that. Um, yeah, the middle of the walls are fine. Uh, the light switches, which are situated higher, where the walls were unharmed. The light yep. switches were mounted, though. Um, but the electric sockets were absolutely fine and still in working order, which is important because a lot of people said maybe it was an electrical fire. Right. Um, but that doesn't really make sense because they wouldn't be working still. And you know. Yeah, absolutely. But it was 1951, so being able to figure out that kind of stuff wasn't, I'm guessing, wasn't as easy. No, I mean, back then, like, even, like, forensics and stuff was very different, wasn't it? So, you know, there's only yeah. so much you could do with yeah, certain exactly. ages, so, you know. Um, no, so, uh, this, is like yeah. one of, this is, like, one of the stories from, basically, human combustion, isn't it? Like, is, that, is this one of the first cases? Oh, no. Spontaneous human combustion, there's been over 200 alleged cases. Oh, really? The first one happened in, I think it's 1472, but wow. that's also okay. mentioned in a bit too. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, no, no. We're on the same wavelength, at least. Yeah, it's also considered strange that none of Mary's neighbours noticed the fire, uh, mm. be that the smell of smoke or the heat that would be radiating from her apartment, you know, yeah. from the one next door, because it was just the block flat, you know. Yeah, especially, as you say, with the heat. 
you'd feel you'd think you'd feel it. When was it in was it in winter time? Does, did I say July second, so that'll be summer, summer wouldn't it? Summer, yeah. In Florida yeah. as well, that would be, yeah. Yeah, summer. Oh, well, I would have thought. I'm, I'm not sure. Time I think so. Yeah, I think it still works the same. Yeah, weird. for them anyway. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, because SummerSlam, of course. What we're about. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah it, it, I suppose if it was summer, you wouldn't really notice then, would you? Because of how scorching hot, especially was it in Florida? Did you say it was in Florida? But three thousand degrees, so that's not a normal. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's not. It's not. Uh, but but can, you can, know, yeah. possibly. Yeah. You know. Okay, yeah. So this is the one that I pointed out. There's a couple of things here that I think is the strangest of them all. Yeah. Um, so right next to her chair, there was a huge stack of newspapers, yep. absolutely undamaged. Hmm. No, no burn marks on it whatsoever. But then even weirder than that, on um, a like on a unit at the side, like on a table or something, yes, drawers. I think it was. Um, there was, you know, those old style big three pronged candlestick holders you'd see with the big candles in them. Yeah. Yeah, the big long upright ones. It was one of them, but all the wax had melted away, but the wicks were still upright still. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I know. I mean, that's all I can keep saying about this this tale. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> weird tale. But yeah. Um Dr. Wilton M. Krogman, professor of physical anthropology at um University of Pennsylvania, was quoted. Um, stating he was amazed and baffled as he could not conceive of such a complete cremation without more burning of the apartment itself. He also continued on to say that during his 30 plus, I suppose say five investigations, said dive investigations, he had never seen a school shrink mm. like Mary's had as they usually become swollen or explode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, various samples were gathered from the remnants of the chair, the rug, etc., and sent to an FBI lab. And after conducting tests, they stated that they found no evidence of any combustibles whatsoever used in the fire. The only thing they did find was melted fat in the rug. <laughs> do, do you remember that, that those scenes in Fight Club? Do you reckon they made? Oh yeah, from the fat. <laughs> I was so late to watching that film. You know, literally like really? four years ago. Maybe like How five. I don't know. Is it when did it come out now? Oh, like in the nineties at some point. Ninety-eight or something like that. Ninety-nine. Oh, like that. Yeah, I think, that's I, it. I think I watched it on DVD. Do you remember when the the DVD for like player first come out? Like, in, it must have been in the late nineties or early nineties. Yeah, think yeah. The Matrix on there and stuff, and the Scorpion King as well. And I remember those Scorpion King was one of the first ones that had actually. Like, yeah. yeah. I think, like yeah. 2002 or something like that. But I remember getting. Now they're like five pound to buy down the fucking. Yeah. Shop but I remember. Uh, I remember seeing Fight Club when it was. I don't know about 13, not like 2003. So. Yeah. Oh, you watched it then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I had it done. I generally, always, it was one of them. I always thought it was just from what I heard. Fight Club. I literally just thought it was guys. Fight. I didn't know any of the other stuff happened. Oh, we shouldn't be talking about it though, should we? Really, so. Oh, we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't be talking about Raw and Gandhi either. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I do really like that film, though. I don't still don't understand what Meatloaf was doing in it, and I never will understand yeah. it with big tits. Yeah. But yeah, whatever. Hey ho, you know someone's got to, he's got to pay the bills somehow, hasn't he? After all those songs that have been overplayed on the radio. So yeah, why did he have to have boobies? He's just a big. He's just a big man, isn't he? No, he had like um, think... overgrowing boobies from having steroids or something. Remember. I think it was just like a bit of humour added to the serious film. Humour. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Because so the cause of the fire. Yes. 
So there was no evidence of a cause to the fire. However, Mary was reportedly seen smoking a cigarette in the in the chair only days before, which is commonly believed to be the cause of the fire um, in most circles, you know, but which is also because they didn't find a cigarette, but that's obviously you, you wouldn't expect to find a cigarette. Yeah. Um, because what they believe could have happened was that she dropped a cigarette on a nightgown, which then created something called the wicker effect, um, which is a term that's used to describe when clothes are, sorry, when clothes that have been set on fire act as a wick, like a candle, right. you know, yeah. to the body, then the body catches fire. And then, um, as I said here, the FBI stated, once the body became ignited, almost complete destruction occurs from its own fatty tissues. Um, however, like everyone says, that doesn't make a lot of sense because um, if you drop a cigarette on your nightgown, no matter how, no matter what condition you're in, you're going to wake up, you're going to move in the slightest bit. You're not going to yeah. sit there and burn. Just... Ah. Yeah, just... Oh, I'm on fire. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It makes no sense, but it's, no. you know, because obviously people are saying she was sedated and that, but it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, but the doctor told, like her son, the doctor said, just take two and you'll be okay. Yeah. You know, he ain't going to tell her take, well, you know, debate all in it. Fair. Yeah. He's not like, he was, from what I saw, he was never an official suspect, but it's just, I guess, something that, you know, people yeah, talk about people, with this people, case. Well, yeah, I mean, with most things such as this, like normally they would turn to um, husbands and things like that. So I suppose how they seem to have like a, a decent relationship if he's providing her with. Drugs. Yeah. So they're going to turn to them, you know, no, she had drug. He, he didn't even supply her. She had, them. Oh, okay. she had them already got you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not on farm on um, prescription. If it's not, yeah. if you want it, it wasn't that hard to find them. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Uh, so alternate theories on the fire. Uh, detective, Burgess, which is the guy that was involved in the investigation at the time, mm -hmm. um, received, and he was also the um, chief detective. Yep. Um, he actually received a letter addressed to the chief of detectives that stated, a ball of fire came through the open window and hit her. I seen it happen. That's bullshit. Yeah. It's a, it was a meteor. <laughs> it was a meteor. <laughs> so... Fuck knows what that was all about. But um, obviously, the one of the other main theories is that she, like we said, was a victim of spontaneous human combustion. Yep. Which, surprisingly, there's more um, reports and evidence of than you'd thought. Um, there's been over 200 alleged cases of spontaneous human combustion on record. Wow. Uh, the earliest in 1470, sorry, in Milan, Italy, yep. when um, someone died from bursting into flames after a night of drinking. Um, yeah. But his death. Can you imagine that now? Just going to one of the nightclubs. I don't know. I don't really go to nightclubs, but going to pop. No world. one does right now, dude. Well, yeah, true. Coming out of pop world at like two a.m. Like, all right, lads. Yeah, I've had a great time. Bang. <laughs> you, yo, you on fire? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yes, I'm I am. I'm having a great time. I like, yeah. I like how the, the one club you could have said was pop world. Out of all the ones you could have said, you came out with pop world. It's the only one I could think of. I don't really go to. Uh, I haven't been to clubs for ages snobs okay we'll, we'll put snobs in there instead yeah that's better is it no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i never i never go myself that much yeah so the only time on social is when i'm on stage talking to people or on here or on here on here yeah, yeah. here. sorry uh, and then a few more uh 1745 the countess cornelia bandy of Cecina, italy was found burned to a pile of ashes with only her legs intact um 1982 
Why is it? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was going to say. Why do you think it's always the legs? Are they, they, they the, the thickest part of the body or something to burn down? There is something here actually that does talk about it, or it oh. was in the video. I'm just, it was involved in it that part of it. Oh, I jumped um, on there already, didn't I? Sorry. That's a good thing. <laughs> um, in 1982, the family of Jean Safin claimed that they, Jean Safin claimed that they yeah. saw her burst into flames in her London home. That's 1982. And then in 2010, a coroner claimed spontaneous combustion to be the cause of death of 76-year-old Irishman Michael Fahitti um, when he was found in his home with none of his surroundings damaged by the fire, much like Mary Risa. Um, Oh, there is something here. The science of human combustion um, involves internal fluids turning into gas and then the melted fat um, from the, so does the gas, something ignites it inside and then the melt and then melts everything inside basically. And then the melted, no, sorry, that melts the fat and then the fat melts onto the organs and bones which melts that and then it starts to ignite into a fire somehow. Because I think they said one of the gases that's made mm. would be methane. Methane, yeah. Yeah, um, theories as to why you could ignite is stress, static electricity, static electricity, and bacteria. Um, and the melted fat uh, makes sense in regards to because then it would go down and then go into the rug, like happened in hers. Mm-hmm. Um, however, in 2012, in New Scientist magazine, uh, biologist Brian J. Ford theorized that a large concentration of acetate in the body may contribute to spontaneous human combustion. Acetone buildup can occur from alcohol, diet, and diabetes, which are all ironically uh, usually factors in the lead spontaneous combustion, much in the case of Mary Risa. Yeah. Well, that's... Yeah, man. <sighs> man, I've heard about spontaneous human combustion before, but yeah, just uh, you, you wouldn't think it would even happen. Some actual, some actual it, facts behind it. Well, yeah, well. 2010 as well. I didn't really know yeah. the facts about it, but I mean, well, 2012, it was in New Science well, magazine. That's what I read you there. Yeah, but was 2010 the last case of it? Do we do we know? Uh, the last reported case last here, reported that case. yeah, 2010. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. so oh man, that's creepy really to know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, to to know that you could just one day just bang. I wonder. Yeah. If, I wonder if you can avoid it. Is there any ways to avoid it? I mean, like you know, you got things well, like yeah. um, um, the, the usual stuff from the look of it. Don't drink alcohol. Yeah. Don't be stressed out. So uh, don't have diabetes. Do. So everything that we all have, we just yeah. can't get away from it. Don't live. Don't live, don't Aaron. Live. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll keep it in mind. <laughs> Even oxygen is damaging to our bodies. It's true. Yeah, literally. We well, yeah. uh, I'm gonna have to. Um, it'll be interesting to see the photos of this. I mean, I, I can imagine they're quite graphic. I haven't actually seen any actual photos of it, to be honest. I mean, it's 1951, so there's a good chance, you know, there wouldn't yeah. have been, you know, people walking and taking them the photos from. Well, I think there was a few little photos of the area actually. Yeah, yeah. There's photos of the surrounding area, but there's no photos in regard. There's no. You don't see the foot. Oh, okay. I haven't I might, seen the photo um, of the book. Might have to look, have a look at that, and I'll put like a a disclaimer on the uh, the old uh, Instagram post if we find anything interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, sure, there must be. 
I mean, I did find it for my um, quiz before. I did find a sex toy that was um, a dismembered foot with a vagina yeah. in the bottom, and there's one okay. with a vagina on the bloody nubby bit too. So we can use that if not. <laughs> Just to create our own uh, version of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we might as well. Uh, that's interesting, man. I, uh, I'm always, I've always been interested in about. Uh, spontaneous human combustion. I think it's just one of them know, weird things, isn't it? Doesn't Kenny have it? At yeah, one point, it's exactly where my mind went. Oh, really? No, that's when they light their farts, isn't it? And then yeah, that's that it. Blows up. Yeah, I think it's something like yeah. that. That always made me laugh quite a lot. So, got another story here for you, though. Come on, hit me with I'm the trying... chips. Okay, so um, this one works perfectly, and I'm going to pretend I did this on perfect. Um, sorry, on purpose. On, on purpose. That one. On purpose. <laughs> Um, so this works perfectly because as of when we recorded tomorrow, I'm not sure if you're aware, it's VJ Day. No, I did not know that. Do you know what that is? Because I didn't know that that existed until today. No. Sounded like, sound like a sex toy to me, VJ Day. Yeah. But it's actually, it's it's the date that um, Japan um, surrendered, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it works perfectly uh, because I'm about to tell you the story of Hiro Enoda. Oh, Okay. I love it. I love a good person's uh, Japanese person name, a hero, because there was a character in Heroes called Hero, and yeah, it, it yeah, always yeah. made me laugh because his name was Hero. Yeah, anyway, I, I don't I never know. Got into, that was one I never got into, yeah. you know. Um, I, uh, I see, yeah. Um, so it's the story of Hero and Noda and how he became the soldier who carried on fighting World War II for 29 years after it had finished. Mm hmm. So, a little bit of history about him. Um, Inoda was a Japanese citizen who was called to join the Japanese army when he was 20 years old. He was sent to Nakano School to be trained as an, as an Imperial Army Intelligence Officer, where he was taught methods of gathering intelligence and, and how to conduct guerrilla warfare. Uh, he was being trained to go in behind enemy lines with small groups of soldiers to make life miserable uh, for the enemies and gather intelligence in the process. So that was a general mission. Um, on, on December 26, 1944, he was sent to Lubang Island in the Philippines and his um, orders from his commanders, commanding officer stated, and I quote, as they say, <laughs> you are absolutely forbidden to die by your own hand. It may take three years, it may take five, but whatever happens, we'll come back for you. Until then, so long as you have one soldier, you are to continue to lead him. You you may have to live on coconuts. If that's the case, live on coconuts. Okay. Under no circumstances are you to give up your life voluntarily. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, pretty uh, pretty solid instructions, really, isn't it? Yeah. Go there. Don't leave until we tell you. Yeah. And survive on coconuts, like Tom. Survive on coconuts in Castaway. I, I watched Marsh, most of Martian earlier, and it's basically yeah, it's basically um, Castaway in space, isn't it? Yeah, castaway in space, but potatoes replace the coconuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, however, there were issues with some outside forces, and Inadam and his uh, men were unable to complete many of the orders. And then on February 28th, 1945, Allied forces were able to conquer and take the island. Mm. Um, after that battle was won, surviving Japanese soldiers would disappear and hide in the jungles on the island in small groups of three or four. Uh, most of the groups were quickly killed off. However, Inadam and his group of three were not. So there was him and four other people um, in the jungle at this point, his little group. There were a few other cells of groups as well, but they pretty much died off very quickly. Yep. 
Um, okay, so they continued to use guerrilla warfare to hold back the enemy as much as they could while strictly rationing supplies. They would also attack neighboring farms uh, when they could to take their food and supplies. In October 1945, they came across a leaflet supposedly from the locals that said the war ended on August the 15th, come down from the mountains. Uh, the, the few remaining cells decided that this must be propaganda from the enemy as they believed there was no way Japan could have lost the war in such a small time. Which, to be fair, makes sense to someone that doesn't know about the A-bombs dropping gun on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah, because if they're isolated away from it. Yeah, they had no idea. Yeah, they don't know what's going on at all. So you think, oh, my country's going strong and we're going to win this war. So, they, from what I remember, they were doing pretty good until like the A bomb kind of changed everything, didn't yeah. they? So. Pretty much, yeah. And what it, it was only a matter of months from when they got sent there, so you know, what did I get to then? I got to there, didn't I? Where did I go? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, guys, yeah, uh, the few remaining cells decided that this must be propaganda from the enemies as they believed there was no way Japan could have lost the war in such a small. Oh, wait, I just said that. It's really important. I had to say it again. Very, very. Near the end of that same year, the Loku Loka. This is why I don't drink before I, t- I talk. <laughs> I have a hard enough time talking when I'm sober. <laughs> God grace me with a tiny tongue. <laughs> Near the end of the same year, the locals, who were tired of being shot at by the soldiers from the jungle, managed to have a plane drop more leaflets to them. Uh, This time, an order to stand down was included in print by their original commanding officer. Uh, The remaining cells of of soldiers once again scrutinised the leaflets, and in the end, they decided the worming seemed fishy, and and that it seemed to imply that Japan lost the war, which could never have happened. Yeah. Couldn't happen. They couldn't. Literally, says here, it was something they could not comprehend. No, they <laughs> believed it was the Allies, uh, tired of their guerrilla tactics, trying to trick them into surrender. Okay, I suppose uh, you would though, if you're confident your your country's going in strong. Yeah, someone comes along and says, "Oh, it's over, lads." Um, you'd be like, "Ah, no, it's not." And this is only won. 1945 as well. Uh, so this yeah. is still October 1945. So the same year, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, when that didn't work, more leaflets and other materials were dropped, including newspaper clippings, photographs and letters from loved ones. Um, and also delegates were sent in from Japan to walk through the jungle and communicate this message of a loudspeaker. However, every time the cells of um, soldiers found something suspicious about whatever evidence was put in front of them, they were getting a bit more paranoid by this point, which, once again, I understand. Yeah. You know. Um. Uh, they continued on with the mission, and even when everyone they encountered were wearing civilian clothing, they assumed this must be an, another elaborate ploy to trick them by the Allies. They considered the fact that every time they fired on these civilians, surely thereafter, search parties would arrive hunting them. Um, and they also decided the delegates being sent in were Japanese prisoners being forced to go in there and try and flush them out. Right. <laughs> Which I get, oh. I get it, but it's a bit like, okay. Come on, guys. We, <laughs> you you know. It's over now, come on. Get out. But they don't, they don't know still, but this carries on for about another five years, though. Five years. So we get to nine, five. they get to 1950 and they still think the walls are. Uh, 49, yeah. 49, okay. 
Actually, yeah, four years. That's a good point. That's all right. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm, sure, I'm sure I failed maths. <laughs> I'm going by what Dave said. Don't blame me. <laughs> I didn't fail maths. I got a C. Yeah, you got that. Did... I, I didn't even get a score, Carl. So you did better than me. I only got a C because the teacher did all my course work for me. Good, good man. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so after about five years of this, uh, one of the four in Anoda's group decided to surrender but didn't tell the other three. Um, he slipped away from the others and then spent a further six months in the jungle on his own, I'm guessing trying to find his way out of the jungle. Yeah. So I don't know. doesn't really say what he was doing in that time. Um, but he eventually surrendered to who he believed to be allied troops. Um, and due to this event, I know the cell, their group became even more cautious and paranoid because um, they saw it as a security risk, you know, because yeah. they could have been captured, could have been telling them where they were. So I guess yeah. they probably moved as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just don't get the thinking of that, though. Like, is, is this five years after the war had ended? Yeah. That it happened. So he goes out into the jungle and then he surrenders and says, I was a part of the Japanese um, or, um, side. Yeah. But just just say, I was just having a little wonder and I got lost in the jungle. Can, can someone help me find <laughs> my way home? You, you wouldn't well, surrender, would you? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, if it, he might have just at the same time been thinking um, yeah. that they might not be. He might have just been a bit, you know, you've been in there for five years. I can imagine you're not in your best frame of mind you know yeah and they, they used like japan as well uh, i know with the kamikaze pilots they used to dose yeah. like crazy. A, a lot of like the armies did in world war ii so i wouldn't be surprised if there was some kind of thing like that yeah. as well you know involved but um yeah that's all from him so that's the last year from him but obviously they were worried security threat etc mm. um skip forward then another five years yeah um, and another one of the group was killed during a skirmish on the beach at Gontin, and now there was only two of them left. Okay, so this is would this be 1954 or 55 now? Yeah, this would have been around 1954, so not five years on yet. Yeah, um, yeah, so it doesn't go, there was not a lot of detail about what that skirmish was exactly, but from yeah. what they've said, a lot of the times, you know, because they start shooting on civilians so much, the civilians ended yeah, up obviously awesome. shooting back on them, you know. Getting, getting yeah. rid of them. They were tired of being shot at, understandably. Yeah, makes sense. And they forward all the people they saw were troops, you know. Um, skip forward now for another 17 years. 17 years. For another 17 years, those two, Anoda and the other guy, I think it was Kazuki, if I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two lived in the jungle and continued their mission gathering intelligence wherever possible and attacking what they considered to be allied troops whenever the opportunity arose. Um, they still believed that Japan would eventually send more troops that, that they could train in guerrilla warfare, and then with the intelligence they're still gathering, they would retake the island from the allied forces. This is generally what they believe still at this point. So, like, Are what, they... 27 years after? Yeah. Um, Man. Uh, yeah, because after all, the commanding officers stated to them, no matter what, they were going to physically come and get them. Yeah, and... especially if um, they were probably quite young then as well, weren't they? So, oh yeah, he was twenty when this started. You know, being of that age. Yeah, you know, uh, you take you take on board whatever your your commander says to you. So exactly, you you just and like even back then it was more traditional and um, definitely. Uh, yeah, just said he was twenty when he got taken to there. He didn't actually right. say. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't say when he got sent to the island, like how old he was then, just 20 when he originally joined the army. Wow. Yeah, okay. So, um, 
That was so what that was 17, uh, 27 years. So that would have been when we, oh, I know, okay, this is it actually. Um, so October 1972, after 27 years of hiding, mm-hmm. um, and Ida's only remaining soldier that I mentioned, Kazuki, I believe his name was as well, yep. as someone else mentioned later, um, was killed during a fight with a Filipino, Filipino patrol because it was during it was in the Philippine island, so right, yeah, he was in Filipino patrol at this point, uh, again, I imagine. Prior to this, the Japanese government had long thought that both of them must be dead because 17 mm. years after they'd last, you know, specifically seen them. Yeah. Um, didn't think anyone could survive that long. However, they now realise that there was every possibility that Anodo may also Anoda may also still be alive because they've also now got the body of Kazuki or Suzuki, one of them. Um, yeah. So they after this they sent in search parties to try and find Anoda into the jungle however after 27 years he had become pretty good at hiding and they were never able to find him and he still continued to resume his mission on his own for another two years wow okay yeah so now it's 1974 at this point then mm-hmm. uh so in 1974 a college student named navio suzuki so no relation to the other to, gotcha. the, to the other dude but um decided to travel the world he just uh, I didn't say where he was originally from, actually. I might have seen that, but I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. But I think he might have been Japanese, actually, going by the name, thinking about it now. Yeah, yeah probably, probably would say. <laughs> but I don't know where he lived, though, you know. Um, so 1974, a college student named uh, Nario Suzuki decided to travel the world. Um, he stated that during his travels, he had a list of things he wanted to find. A panda, an abdominable snowman, and an odor. Oh, okay. Hmm? Which is a weird thing to want to go and do in 1974. Depending on where you're from, I suppose if he was Japanese, he probably he probably thought Anoda as some sort of legend. As, yeah, it must have been like, a legend by then, or a myth, or yeah, it, there's no one really living in there. Is the sort of kind of crossed his mind, you know, that kind of thing. That's and what people would have said, and then maybe he thought, yes, there is. I'm going to go find him. Yeah, and yeah. I suppose it would have popped up in the last two years, also even if he was thinking about it before, and then. In like 1972, when they saw the other guy, they were like, "Oh, he might still be there." He was like, "Okay, I'm on this." Yep, yep that's it. Fair enough. Whatever. I mean, I yeah. would, I'd go look for Bigfoot, and I don't even believe in Bigfoot. I mean, out of the three, you're more likely to see a panda, though, aren't you? You'd have thought. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like how he picked one of the most easiest things that you could see because <laughs> there must have been a, like around in zoos at this point, especially right. in Asia as well. Like this yeah. is going on in Asia. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, <laughs> they were a lot Fair more prevalent over there. Fair enough, though. You know, that's yeah, his, yeah. Free thing. Yeah. So, um, so he travelled uh, to the island, and I forget now the name of the Lulang, something like that. I said. Maybe say I've got it here. Where was it? Uh, I don't. I don't need to look, but I want to know now. Where the heck was it? <laughs> Lubang, Lubang. So on the island of Lubang. Lubangi. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, um, yeah. So he traveled to the island, presumably after failing to after failing to find a yeti and walked through the jungle looking for any signs of an odor. Um, so this was something that thousands of people before him had tried to do, like all these search parties we mentioned just over the past two years. That's going to be hundreds, mm. probably. Um, and then all the Japanese people that you know, the delegates they sent over near the beginning, there was all the people around civilians that went in looking for the people, everything, everyone else had gone in looking for him. No one was able to find him. 
However, this random student managed to do what none of them were able to do and actually found not only his dwelling, but also he was in there himself, Anoda. Um, Finally. <laughs> it, I'm shocked that he didn't just like just attack him or something like, after yeah, all this time. Some random guy. He could have been anybody. Yeah. And he's been sitting in the same place, well, probably hiding around you know, different places for all those years. Some random guy approaches him. All right, legend. And you can't imagine he's in the best mental space either, like him no, being not really. 27, 29 years, the last two years on his own. On his own as well, surviving on coconuts or whatever else he could find to eat, you know. Well, apparently they uh, that's why they kept attacking the farms. They'd like, you know, take their cows and shit. That's yeah. why all the locals yeah. in the area were fucking tired of them. Got you. Makes sense. Um, uh, yeah, so then he attempted to convince Anoda to come home with him, but Anoda still refused, stating his commanding officer said they would return for him. He would not believe it was over until they returned to order him to do so. Dude was committed still after 29 years. He was still committed. After all yeah. this, they finally found him, and he was still like, no. No. But the student didn't want to give up there, so... Um, he then travelled, the student then travelled back to Japan to inform them that he had found an ODA and exactly what he had said. Mm-hmm. Um, and then contact from the Japanese government was made with an ODA's original commanding officer, who was still alive, now retired and working at a bookstore, um, who was then, you know, taken to the island. Um, they were able to find him. Um, and he told him that they had lost the war and he should now go, give up his weapons and surrender to the Filipinos. Yeah, so yeah, he he listened. Um, the issue was during the time he had killed 30 Filipinos and injured over 100 others, as well as destroying numerous crops for the past three decades. So a lot of people would have probably died or suffered from those crops as well. Yeah, not in there. Yeah. Because bear in mind, they were not only looking for evidence and robbing stuff for food for themselves, but also trying to mess with everyone else as much as possible. So they probably burnt loads of food too or something, you know. Yeah course which killed more um uh the fact that he had done all this and wasted the last 29 years of his life was a crushing blow for the soldier um there's actually a quote here from what he said um in between that time after finding out and you know when stopping mm-hmm. uh quote uh, we really we really lost the war how could they have been so sloppy suddenly suddenly everything went back a storm raged inside of me. I felt like a fool for having been so tense and cautious on the way here. Worse than that, what had I been doing all these years? Gradually, the storm subsided, and for the first time, I really understood. My 30 years as a guerrilla fighter in a Japanese army were abruptly finished. This was the end. I pulled back the bolt of my rifle and unloaded the bullets. I eased off the pack that I always carried with me and laid the gun on top of this. Would I really have no use for the rifle that I had polished and cared for like a baby all these years? Or Kazuka's rifle, which I had hidden in the crevice in the rocks? Had the war really ended 30 years ago? If it had, what had me and my other, so- what had my other soldiers died for? If what was happening was true, wouldn't it be better if I had died with them? Mm. Mm. Interesting. Uh... That's I like that man. That's uh, I just can't believe like he just he was very he stuck to his commander's word though, didn't he? So you know, yeah, man, he like proper like honor, isn't it? Like that kind of Japanese culture, yeah, definitely, yeah. man. 
and 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 I take it so he eventually gave up. Yeah, well, yeah, he? yeah. He did. He, he gave up and did that. He surrendered himself. Um, yeah. On March tenth, nineteen seventy-five, age fifty-two. Wow. I know that in full uniform that he had managed to keep in immaculate condition. Someone stated, and they have no idea oh, how. F- fair walked play. Out, yeah, walked out of the jungle. Um, he'd already left his gun and stuff behind, but yeah. he walked out of the jungle, surrendered his samurai sword to the Filipino president, who was there to greet him. Fair. So yeah, after, man. After that point, did he like? Did what wow. was he apprehended the, and the president? Yeah. The Filipino president then did something that was met with animosity in the Philippines, but celebrated oh. in Japan. He excused the no doubt of all his crimes as he truly believed he was still at war the entire time. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's I mean, fair, be, really. Do, do you know when like, the statue of limitations kick in for like murder and stuff? Uh, in America, there isn't statue of limitations yeah. for murder. No, but in certain areas, there are, aren't there? So, um, don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> it, it exists, right? Sexual limitations exist, but I don't know if it does for murder in most places. It probably uh, does its job. But. Yeah, I can't remember what it's for now, but... It's because it's classed for him, they're saying that it was like wartime the whole time, so if anyone yeah. was to blame, it should have been his commanding officers, but not... Fair enough. Yeah. Because yeah, he wasn't even true. dead. I, when I was reading this, I was like, well, he must be dead, that's why he hasn't got back to him. But no, he's just fucking retired in a bookstore. Like, go and get your guy. What the, the hell? Com- the commander... The was original retired. commanding officer yeah. that sent him there in the first place and said, I will come and get oh, you what? and tell you when to come home. Was this in a bookstore? That's ridiculous. They just gloss over that in every report of the story I've seen as well. Wow, that's ridiculous. Does, um, oh. I say, does Anoda have a happy life after? Does he settle down? Well, Inoda eventually returned to Japan Mm-hmm. Um, but was unhappy that the country had changed so much in the three decades, and he felt yeah. that a lot of the Japanese traditional virtues had been forgotten. Um, he said that in his view, Japan now cow- kowtowed to the rest of the world and had lost its pride and sense of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, he shortly thereafter moved to Brazil and bought a ranch with the military back pay he received upon returning to Japan and then got married. Oh, fair play to him. Yeah. So he got back pay for all that time as well, which yeah. fair as well. If you're stating, you know, you were at war the whole time, then he would also be due military back pay. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And he stayed there for, um, so when was this originally? The last time, 1975 was when he left. Um, he stayed in Brazil then after going there until 1984. However, in 1984, after reading of a murder that had taken place in Japan, consisting of a child killing their own parents, Um, He became even more distressed at the state of his country and decided to move back to Japan. Um, Once back in Japan, he opened a nature school for young people where he could teach them survival techniques, how to be independent, and as he stated, just how to be all around better Japanese citizens. Yeah. And that actually, there's a lot of reports of people that did that and said how much it helped them, you know. Um, Yeah, and he lived until the old age of 91 and died on January 16th, 2014. Oh, wow. So, like, six years ago. Yeah, long life, man. Yeah, 91. Ah, fair play to him. Um, Yeah. Not the ending I expected when I started reading this. What was that, sorry? Not the ending I expected when I started reading this. Yeah, when you were going with it, I thought he was going to be, like, murdered by someone or, I don't know. Or go terrorist. Yeah. Yeah. Or just not be found. crazy. Not be found yeah. like an unsolved, you know that that kind of uh, legends or myth or of yeah yeah just disappeared. Uh, yeah, 
did it, did it's really he nice. Though, I like there. that ending. I really yeah. like that ending. It made me feel a bit warm and fuzzy that like <laughs> he was just going back and wanting to like you know give back to him and out. Like, oh, yeah, that's good. It's nice. I thought to you were going to be. Well, yeah, it, I thought he was going to be a crazy killer in the end. Well, yeah, he could have been. It could have turned out a lot worse for him. So yeah, yeah. Considering yeah. he still must have had, and then he got. I'm guessing probably like getting married and having the quiet family life probably helped. Yeah, he got away from it all. Does it surprisingly like he... turned out that way? Yeah, definitely. Well, I suppose he helped a lot of people after as well. But did he? Did he have any kids? Or was it just a, a wife that he had? Um, that's a question. I think he did, but I'm not completely sure. Yeah. I mean, I he, was quite, yeah. he was quite, quite old when he, when he got out of the army, so to speak. Um, so yeah, it really surprised me when I saw that um, you know he lived until 2016. Because I think you just forget how recent World War Two was. You know, yeah. Well, it's like um, 70 years, isn't it? So you know, over 70 years. Yeah. Weird, man. So no, that's um, that's that's in- again. I need a film about this now, Carl. We need to <laughs> we need to write to people and get a film made about his life. We need, we need to make this happen. Yeah, there's so many like war films. I mean, it's just crazy how that, many. Actually, really you're right. Actually, that that would be a really good film. Actually, um, I mean, yeah. have, have you ever heard about um? Oh, what's it called now? It's called Reach for the Sky. I think. Hold on. Isn't that a song by Eskimo Seven? Uh, Yes, but uh, <laughs> originally it's a it's a it's a it's um a, a, a film based on a true story about uh, the aviator Douglas Bader who lost both his both his legs. Okay, um, is that you know when you say aviator? Is that the old school pilot? Yeah, yeah, okay. that's what they call him. Um, I think it's. It's not the actual film called The Aviator, I'm guessing. No, it's 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 called Reach for the Sky. It's released, released in the fifties. Um, I think it was. Let me have a look now. Um, it's to do with like the yeah. So Douglas Bader is, is in the Royal Air Force, um, and basically he loses both of his legs, but still goes on to become um, a, a great pilot, basically. Um, and, and that's fight. a weird question. I'm, I, from what I've seen, I don't think there's a lot of pedals involved. Is doing no, things. not that so, I remember. Um, well, from all those times that you flew a plane, n- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was um, Spitfires that he um, he ended up flying as well. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how they worked, but yeah, man, it, that film actually got a BAFTA as well, if I remember rightly, in the 50s. Oh, yeah. I was awarded for a BAFTA, but you yeah, know, I, you're probably a good person to recommend a lot of films for me, actually. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe maybe, I'll, maybe next week I'll come on board with some uh, some film recommendations that I've been checking out. That that, that kind of that kind of stuff would work like perfectly in the intro. To be fair. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And just next time as well, just like send me images over anything you want included, and I'll put them up. Yeah, man, that, that sounds good. But no, um, I've been been intrigued about these stories, man. I'll have to go and look at some of the uh, the information on them. I like. When we we spoke last time, it was really cool because I got to go back and watch like the uh, big big country. I can't remember what it's called now. Wild wild country. Wild wild country. Wild wild country. That was was interesting to go back and watch. So no, that's um, that's great to to hear about those kind of things. So thanks. Yeah, man. No, no, that's cool, man. No, um, I'm very much. I was surprised with your one. Like, um, most of the serial killers you hear about have to have an interest in true crime. You you know, most of them, you know. Exactly. I know I hadn't heard about this. I really do like uh, um, true crime and serial killer stuff. So finding about him was 
yes, get on board, find some more information about him. And uh, yeah, maybe one day a film, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I, I would generally watch that to be fair. It would be really good. Yeah, and it'd be cheap as hell to make. Yeah, like, I, re I reckon so. They could do it in the jungle the whole time, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Look how it'd be like fucking Lambo. Cool. <laughs> oh, cool, man. Yeah, all right then. Uh, I might as well finish the recording there. Honestly. Yeah. Do you want to do like yeah. an outro? Uh, what do you want to do? Give me some well, ideas. So, um, let me, let me let me roll off. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I hope oh. you enjoyed this week's stories. Um, Carl, I don't. Carl, I don't hope you enjoyed them. Yeah, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for the stories this week. And ah, guys, don't forget to check out the podcast at KD and Kersey Podcast on Instagram. Well, I would like to think, to be fair, that if they watched it and got to the end, they're already at the point where they've checked it out. I'd like to think that. To be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Please do. Please, please go follow us. But, or, or, or more, thank you for checking this out. We appreciated it. But thank anyone you. that didn't check it out, go back to them and tell them to check it out. Yeah. Thank, thank you. That's that's really kind yeah. of you. But if they don't want to check it out, then don't don't let them check them out. We don't want them. That's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> All right, cool, then, man. Thank you very much, and as always, for that. You're you're welcome. Thanks for um. Well, I like I like to think we're a, a team now. So, but still, we thanks, are a thanks. team now. Frank, thanks for not firing me, and um, <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad I can co-host um, alongside you. And no, man, uh, I'm liking this. My all my um, excitement and motivation has been into this lately. So I've been dealing with all things, getting them out of the way, and wanting to go with this. I've been really excited good. to do this today. So good. Well, uh, I'll be interested to hear what you have for me next week. Yeah, man. Oh, and obviously as well, um, we haven't actually mentioned it at all yet. But this yeah. uh, will be the first one that will go on. Where is it? There we go. This will be the first one that will go on to Joe Pitt. I can't do it. So you, you can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> Hold on. Wait there, wait there. Wait there. Flip me. Now do it. No, it's this one. It's this one. There do it. Whoa, whoa. There you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, so this is the first one that will be on Joe Pitt. Um, all you 150-odd thousand people watch this, even though I'm saying it at the end. So, point of saying it now, but... Please watch it. Yeah. Should make a little advert or something for it. Yeah, we should. Yeah. But that's good, man. Um, anything you need to plug or anything? I think we covered most, didn't we? Yeah, everything we've covered. Uh, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Please subscribe on Spotify and to KD Comedy on YouTube. And um, yeah, hope you enjoy. Oh, God, I can't do this. <laughs> Everything every in the corner, but I can't get there to it. There you go. Fucking uh, hell. <laughs> it's mirrored man it's too much of my brain to comprehend there you go but yeah and I'll, of course uh, like we said as well um the in your pub comedy night is off for anyone that's interested um if you want to buy a ticket beforehand i recommend it just um drop me a message on facebook at kd comedian hinken um or just come down in the night there should be tickets free as well um i can't guarantee obviously but it should be uh, yeah i don't know um but yeah with that then thank you very much man Thank you, and uh, I'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Yeah, man. Listening. Is this just where I do this now? Hold on. Press. I'm still. Press I'm end. still.